0: Welcome to the UIAAA connection podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA connection podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UI AAA Connection podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UI AAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we're thrilled to have as our guest Clayton Carter, certified Master Athletic Administrator and Director of Athletics at Wendover High School. Clayton, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Let's have you start by sharing with our audience where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, et cetera.
1: Well, I was, a, I'm, a, I'm a, actually, was born out of, out of country. I was born in Canada. My mom's a Canadian citizen. Where and in still Canada? a Canadian citizen uh, in Alberta, Cardston, Alberta. Okay. So met, met my dad at BYU and, but, had me up there me and my sister both born up there but basically i was raised in draper utah attended high school at uh, alta high school and uh then went on to college at snow college and then up to utah state so,
0: so are you a dual citizen since you were born in i am Canada? a dual yep
1: i am a dual citizen uh, I, I don't know much about my canadian citizenship but but i i am a dual citizen so
0: and so when you visit Canada, the, is it easy to cross the border or just like everybody else? Because they require just, passports now.
1: Yeah, I, I got a passport. I, I, it's a U.S. passport, but I use a passport. Uh, before they required you to use a, a, a naturalization certificate.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or, or you could, if, when I got older, I had to use those type of things. But I've always had a passport, so I've just always used that
0: perfect well let's let's talk about some of the time you spent uh in the youth leagues in the alta boundaries i'm sure you played probably quite a few sports uh, share some stories from that
1: well i i was like any other kid i actually was in uh, jordan for most of most of my uh, young career that's i thought i was going to go to jordan high school until alta was built
0: oh okay
1: and, and so uh i played uh, uh football through the to the Jordan association at the time i basically played yba basketball and little league baseball for you know growing up and then when, of course when i got to high school i i decided not to play baseball i decided to do track i wanted to do something just a little bit different so you know besides the football basketball there was also track
0: so and once I- you got to uh, you went to snow then to usu and did you always want to be a coach did the because of where you ended up and went over coach and led to the ad how did that all work um, out
1: well yeah I kind of I kind of liked uh, you know athletics in general I'm I'm like one of those kids I, I wasn't a, a great athlete but I worked hard and I wasn't the, the star I didn't play college sports but I, I always liked to play and it didn't matter what I was you know doing I, I played and I learned the game's fairly easily but i just i just i guess you could say i never mastered one to be the elite athlete mm-hmm. but but if, if i play racquetball you know I, I like i can play it i can play ping pong i can play tennis uh you know uh any any type of game like that i usually pick it up pretty quick but again you know you've, you to be elite you, you've got to really train at, at that certain um athletic or the sporting event or, or game that you're playing at. And so I like to play. And so when I went into to college, I originally wanted to, to do a physical therapy, then found out how much, how hard the sciences and, and some of the math was going to be in it. Well, maybe that's not what I want to do, but I always wanted to be involved in, in something to do with sports. And so when I went, graduated from snow with my two-year degree, I went up to Utah State, decided to to look into teaching as an as an option, uh, my major is actually history. I have a minor in PE, and I figured I better have a, a stronger major because back then, in the in the mid to late '80s, jobs were a lot harder to find than they are now for for teachers. Absolutely. And so, and so when I uh, finally graduated, I graduated, you know, with with a bachelor's degree in history and. And so when I looked for jobs, I thought I'd be a history teacher, but I writ- my first job was actually um, in Rupert, Idaho at Minico High School. And okay. uh, I, I, t- I taught PE there along with what came, you know, the two coaching positions that came with it was an assistant football coach and uh, an assistant track coach with the track coach s- specifying to be a pole vault coach. Well, even in even in when I did track in high school, I wasn't a, a – pole vaulter I was a hurdler and a long jumper so (laughs) I learned real quickly uh I better learn what a what a pole vault person does and so (laughs) back then you didn't have the internet so you had to actually had to go to the library and look at books and stuff like that to to and try to learn that And so I learned really quickly what what it was to be a pole vault coach but I had a good a good teacher a good good head coach there uh, he worked with me real well and, and taught me some basic things then after that first year at minico uh my wife wasn't too happy there so we decided to move on and and find us another place to work and it just happened that wendover had openings for for my uh specific abilities and and my wife's who was she was an elementary teacher at the time and they both had job openings. Up again, we're talking about the '80s when it's a little tougher to find jobs, and so we're both happy to have something to do. and And that's how we ended up in Wendover, and we've been here ever since.
0: Excellent. Talk about some of the mentors you've had that have made uh, some effect on your life, uh, both as a student and as a uh, coach and AD.
1: Well, I think the first one, like a lot like everybody, uh, you know, you got to look at your father. Uh, my dad. He, he was a hard worker. He's a banker, but his, his big uh, thing to do is he runs marathons and he's been a marathon runner for, for many years and he still runs them. He's turning 80 this summer and he's still planning on running the St. George
0: wow. marathon
1: in October. I, I don't know how he does it, but he does, he trains a little bit here and there for it. Does not, not very fast anymore. He tells me, but he still, still goes at it. He did it last year and he's planning on Doing his eighty year old this year, so well, good for I, him. I really, I really respect what, what he's he does as a as a person and a and as a competitor and, and so forth. Um, I had a had a, a a good coach when I was uh, younger in, in high school. His name was Ken Black. He was a JV coach at Alta, and he he was also my uh, I, I took a class from him, a basketball class from him when I was in ninth grade and. He really had a good good effect on me, and and had uh, a lot of. Uh, he seemed to like like me, and, and kind of took me under his wing, and and showed me some things that that uh, you know I needed to do to be a better player. And I think he made me a, a you know at least a, a good competitor to basketball. And then I also had a, a boss, one of my my principals here in in Wendover. His name was John Barris. And he, he was the best, best principal I ever worked under. And he taught me, you know, something that I, I kept with me for many years. And he had a little saying, he says, you know, we're in, the, we're in the kid business and you're good at what you do. And I always took that to heart, you know, because we are in the kid business. But us, as, as teachers and coaches and administrators, we are good at what we do. And we just got to show that we're good at what we do. So I think those are the three people that really had a a huge effect on my life as far as mentors and so forth.
0: Excellent. Let's talk for a moment. I know you've been the AD at Wendover for as long as my memory goes back. (laughs) But so let's just say this, the job of AD today, how has it changed from when you first became the AD over 25 years ago?
1: Well, when I when I first got the, the job as AD, it, it, this is this was my thirtieth year as an AD, and basically it was um, here. You're gonna, you know, get set up for games. You're gonna schedule if, some games here and there for for your teams and uh, and uh, show up for for some supervision. That's kind of kind of the way it was back then. Now, of course, with with technology and so forth, it's it's all uh, technology based paperwork, computer work. Uh, uh, you know, just there, there's a lot of a lot of people out there, groups out there that have made your job in some ways easier, but there's more expected of you. And, as you get involved as an athletic director and at, at all levels, the state level and at the national level, there's you find out how much there really is to be a good AD. And I always t- tell my principal, if I could do about half my job, I'm, uh, I'm doing well because there's so much out there and, and not a lot of time to do it. So I, I think those are the biggest changes I've seen
0: yeah, I think you're exactly right. So you talked about the state association and you talked about the national group and you've been an integral part and member of both of those. So talk for a moment with our audience about your journey with the UI and your journey with the NI AAA.
1: Well, I, when I first became an AD, I started right off um, on the with the UI back then, I think we called just the Utah Athletic Administration. Mm-hmm. And I was part of ADAC or ADAC. I can't remember which one was first. ADAC
0: was <laughs> first. Yeah, I think it
1: was ADAC. But I started right off my first year as an AD. I was still a very young young adult at the time. I I was probably still in my mid mid to late twenties when I started with that association. And I was our our uh, region rep, and I basically stayed on as region rep. I think for almost every year. Maybe there was one year I. I was replaced, but then put back on the next year uh, until I became um, president of the association back in the mid-2010, 2015. I think it's 2015 is when I was president. So I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was it was a great experience for me, not only to to learn as a young adult, but also to start rubbing shoulders with some of the most experienced people in our state. And at some of the biggest schools in our state, you know, coming from Wendover, we're such a small school, we don't see a lot of the, the things that go on in the bigger schools. But once you get to know those, those, uh, you make those connections with those individuals, you start learning a lot, you know, such, you know, long, long, Long a t- time ago, ADs like Lou Andrus and uh, mm. Joel Gardner and sure. and uh, Braithwaite, Tim Braithwaite, and you know, just you know, Paul Dart, you know, who was in my in my school district and got to know him at an early age. And those guys were were very, very good and very influential in in me as an athletic director.
0: Well, talk to our audience for a moment about the importance of certification. I know you're a CMAA and uh, one of the early CMAAs in Utah. And of course, now we've got a few more But Talk about the certification and why it's so important for an athletic administrator.
1: This is kind of an I I kind of look, look at this as an interesting story, because when when I first got my CAA, there wasn't a lot of CAs out there. I know you had you'd gotten yours. And I think, uh, uh, Oh, Oh, who's the one that was West Jordan. I think it was Dan, West Cowan. Jordan. Dan Cowans. Yeah. You were two of the first to get it. And I just, and I was on a deck at the time and you guys were on there and I kind of thought about it and saying, you know, if I could ever have a little bit of time to where I could really look at it, I kind of wanted to do that. And I kind of wanted to do it out of I don't, I don't know what, what respect is the word, or I, I don't want it to, or to be showy, but I thought, you know, if I, if I could be a say at a small school, I think there's some respect to that. I think people will look at that and say, hey, you know what, this guy, even though he's at a small school, he might, you know, know some things about being an athletic director. And I wanted to be a good athletic director. And so when I got that, you know, at, I think got that at two, in 2000, and then I, I was still coaching full-time, you know, as a basketball coach and track coach, and I got thinking, you know, I'd like to get my CMAA, but I just never felt like I had time, but then finally in 2008, I, I decided to give up my basketball head coaching job, and that was the first thing I wanted to do. I wanted that next step of of uh, you know, education as an athletic director, and again being at a small school, I thought, hey, if I could be one of the first people as a, in a small school to get my CMAA, I think that that's pretty pretty cool. And so I, I felt like they were very important that way. And along the way, of course, you're taking a lot of the LTC classes, you're learning again how to be a good AD, and then you then you can apply it to your to your job out where you're at
0: so so talk for a moment uh, and i know so share with our audience you spent uh probably six or seven years maybe longer on the certification committee for the niaa yep. so talk about that and some of the successes and stories you had and the people you were able to meet being on that committee because that puts you right at right in there with everybody nationally that wants to get their CAA. So talk about that. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So when I, I decided I wanted to try to be on some, one of the committees at the, for the NIAAA, I said, you know what, what am I most confidence in, I have the most confidence in doing. I thought, you know, certification would be a great one for me because I am certified and I have taken a lot of the, the LTI classes. And so, you know, I felt comfortable that that would be a good, good, position for me and so when i applied for it and, and then i got it i thought hey this is great and so i was on there for six years and and the first year of course is always a learning experience but you get the you get the job of reading the CAA applications and then you start getting to meet people around the around the nation and then this i think it was the second year i was on that committee they asked me to be part of the the test prep class, which we, mm. we were in the process of designing before you just kind of do it on your own. And there's, I think they would send you a, a sample of about 20 questions. Well, we decided, you know, that's just yeah. not quite enough to do. Right. And they were, and they were changing the, the way that the, the test was being done by CAA, instead of 50 questions of multiple choice, then 50 true and false questions, they were going to go, you know, all of them, multiple choice. And so they really felt like they needed to get more information out there to ads that were trying to take that class because a lot of a lot of people were were intimidated to take that test.
0: And, they still are. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but that, so we worked worked at trying to uh, make those questions relevant to to what athletic directors would be doing. And so we worked hard on that, and I became. And like i said i taught that class at the national level for four years and i was the lead one the last two years i was actually the lead lead teacher in that and then my third or i think it was my third or fourth year they asked me to be the lead test administrator and so i actually got to lead the, the exam on at there at the national uh conference and, and that was quite quite exciting for me and again i think a great great thing for the state of utah having another, another person at, a, at a, doing a high level job in the, for the National uh, Athletic Directors Association.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. And of course, you haven't mentioned, uh, I would bet at our conference, I would say at least 10 years.
1: I've I, got yeah, the CAA
0: prep possibly longer that everyone who's taken it in Utah or at least over the past 10 years or longer has, has got that from you. And that's, that's been an invaluable service to all the ADs yeah. here.
1: Yeah, I think I I think I taught that 15 years actually. I yeah, think the only year I didn't teach it was the year that I was the, the uh, president of the association. The president.
0: Sure, that makes sense.
1: So yeah.
0: and speaking about the president of the association, so now share some uh, share some stories and some successes <laughs> and just your time as the president because that's that's a big deal, even though I want to, I don't want to say even though it's a state but a president of an AD association, state or national is a big deal. And you're one of just a few in Utah that have had that. So talk about that and talk about how that experience helped you, changed you, et cetera.
1: Well, the, the, the funny thing about it is I ran three different times for that position and, and lost every time. And so I wasn't going to do it again. And then Bud Campbell, when he was still alive, taught me, he goes, you got to run one more time. I, I think the other person was running. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but he goes, I, I think you can beat him. And so I says, well, but I says, are you sure? He says, yeah, I think you can beat him. Yeah. But has a way him. of,
0: of yeah. doing that, to talking you yes. into doing stuff that you're not sure you want to do. But <laughs> yeah, especially
1: after, after losing three times, I'm thinking, oh, you know what, just being from a small school, there's a lot of people who don't know who you are, Right. but he said, he says, I says, I'll, I'll get you there. And so Bud was kind of my campaign manager that year. And, and, I, I always kind of wanted to do it, but I knew it would take me out of my comfort zone. You know, I, I do have a, 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 I guess you would say a fear of public speaking, mm-hmm. especially to big groups. I'm okay with kids a lot of times, but when you get me in front of adults, a lot of times that makes me a little nervous, a little, a bit, a little uh, sweaty, a little, you know, you <laughs> your butterflies and so forth. But, you know, I, I always like to try to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone. So that was one thing that, That I really wanted to do and and be the president of the association so kind of a couple things that I think happened when when I did first of all I kind of had a theme I was I think I was following Ron Dolphin either a year or two behind him and he had a he started him or Richard started the theme kind of thing Mm -hmm. for the president and so I kind of thought you know what what can be my theme my theme that year was from John Wooden uh, failure is not fatal but failure to change might be and I remember, yes. And I just really believe that, you know, everybody's going to fail. But what what happens is if you are, are you going to continue to fail, or are you going to change and make something good happen? And I always believe that. And I use that uh, saying quite a bit with my my athletes, too, that I coached. Because failure is not fatal. But if you don't change, it could be so. That was kind of my theme. And then. The year we I was actually president. It was the year we changed uh, venues down for the conference. I don't know if you remember that. We changed from. Uh,
0: I remember the, it well. <laughs> the
1: Lexington to the to the Avian, I think, is what it was. Was it Lexington right. or Holiday Inn? Well, it
0: was the Lexington. By the time we left, but it right. has since become the Red Lion, and now it's
1: something else (laughs) something
0: else but yes i i do remember that uh i remember the change well but i interrupt go ahead
1: yeah no that was that was probably the big thing is is i got to to be the first president the new venue and of course i think we had a lot of growing pains and so forth that first year trying to figure things out Mm -hmm. Uh, i think we actually had uh the dinner at one of one of the uh, junior highs there we did
0: the first the first two years we were down there because of space and we hadn't figured it out, we had it one year at uh desert Hills. And I think the next year we had it just at the middle school up the street, but we've.
1: Or vice we versa. Vice since versa. Then. Yeah.
0: But that's uh, <laughs> you were exactly right. So continue. <laughs> yeah. So
1: those were probably the, the two biggest things. I think that, that we uh, had one and change. I know that we were starting to really look at, you know, getting money for our scholarship winners. I think we increased our scholarships from like 500 to maybe even 750 for a couple of them at that time. I know we'd, we'd already moved to five scholarship winners then. I think we'd been doing that for about four right. or five years. But you know th- those are probably the biggest things I think that happened when I was in, as president.
0: Well, talking about your theme, let me ask you a follow-up question. What's your biggest failure or disappointment in life? And what did you learn from it?
1: Uh, I think my biggest disappointment was, I think I was, I was still a fairly young coach. I'd taken over the boys basketball program. It was my third year and I just finished up my third year and we'd had a very successful season and I'd come in the next year with you know, some ideas and plans to, to improve it. And then I basically got a letter in my in my uh, teacher's box saying that I'd been let go as, as a minister as a coach. And I was completely shocked because I'd gone twenty f twenty s i had gone 20 20 I think twenty-one and five and 20, 20 and six sure. the two years previous. And I'm thinking, well, why are they letting me go? And and I had some, you know, I I, I think I look back at that as my ego getting in the way a lot of times I think it probably rubbed some people the wrong way and you know sometimes when you when you're successful especially at a young age you kind of develop an ego Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you know you're you know I don't want to say you just you get upset at the world when things don't go your way and I think as I look back over time that was probably the best thing in the world for me not only was it was it good to be humbled it was good for me personally because i got to reconnect with my wife and and my two boys that were still fairly young i actually got to work with them a little bit in little league football and and baseball and basketball which i hadn't been able to do over the last you know as they were growing up and they were just starting to get to that age as they were really getting involved in in athletics and sports themselves and so i think basically as as a person, I think that that was my biggest failure is I just didn't realize how big my ego really was. And I needed to be, have it put in check. And I think it made me a much, much better person than I am today because of that.
0: That's a great answer. Uh, Great thoughts. Thanks for sharing that. Talk to our audience for a moment about the importance of mentorship as a young AD and being a mentor. as a veteran AD to uh, some of the other ADs in the state and nationally.
1: Yeah. I think if you want to be successful, you've got to find someone that's, that's been in this business a little bit. Uh, Like I said, I I told you a few of the people that kind of, I kind of worked with and got to know a little bit that that had been doing athletics for a while. I can even throw your name in there. I know that me and you kind of went on at the same time, but you'd been an AD for a little bit longer than I had had. I was just a new one. And so I learned a lot from, from those people. And, and I think you need someone as a new AD coming in to connect with because you're, you're not gonna know it all. And there's gonna be situations that you're just, you're not gonna know how to handle. And so anytime you can call up someone and say, hey, I've got this situation, you know, it would be, you know, what, what would you do when this happens? And I've been, a, I don't know, I've been our region chairman for our region, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years now. And we've, I've seen new ADs come and, come and go from some of the schools in our, in our region. And the first thing I tell them is, if you need anything, give me a call. I am willing to, t- to tell you and, and, and help you out any way you can because I want to see you be successful. And I, and I honestly do. I think, think our job as athletic administrators is very, very important. And I think you've got to be successful. And to be successful, you're just you're gonna to have to contact people. And I want to see everybody's, you know, successful as an athletic administrator.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk for a moment about your plans once you retire.
1: Once that now that I am retired, well I, I am officially yeah. retired
0: now. You by, and by the time this airs, you will have been retired for a couple of months.
1: Yeah. So so uh, you know what? I I I don't know what's in and I haven't in store for me i know that uh uh i've got uh, some some payments coming to me from from my job here and from my first couple months that, of retirement that'll uh put me through but i i'm figuring by the time christmas comes i'm probably going to need to do something so <laughs> i haven't decided what it is i i, I people i think i'm going to be a millennial i think i'll just go and i'll find me a job and uh if it's not something i like i'll just move on to the next one there you go that or i keep i tell people i'm just gonna go sell popcorn in a movie theater or something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like (laughs) it but
1: i yeah i I don't know i i don't think i'll see i see myself going back into education at all I, i i'm kind of one of those i like to to try different things and and different experiences you know i like to travel and stuff but i like to see different different places and things i do know one thing is i i am looking forward to friday night lights being, being in wendover we don't have football and and so i've really missed just high school football and,
0: sure.
1: and so that's one of the things that me and my and i've got a son that's really into into football we're, we're talking about going to some of the the big time football games i'd love to see you know uh Pimp view play and corner canyon and salem hills and some of these schools that have that are very very competitive uh, you know because i'll be living in utah county that'll be kind of exciting for me i have i haven't seen my own alma mater play since i played myself so wow because oh, so I, I haven't even stepped on the campus since i graduated so it, it'll be nice my yeah. you know, that's one of my first trips i want to go up and see what the old school looks like so those those things are kind of things i'm looking forward to is in retirement I, I and also i still want to be involved in, with the the ui triple a and who knows maybe at the national level in some some regard so all right
0: excellent what's the favorite part of your job clayton uh
1: i think it's just meeting people I, i've got to meet a lot of great people people i would have never had a connection with without this job as an athletic administrator being out in, in wendover you're out i call myself we're out in booneyville you know mm-hmm. long ways away from things being part of the association not only you know the ui AAA, but i've been on the executive committee for the for the uhsaa for the last four or five years i've just made a lot of good good connections a lot of good people and and made a lot of good friends i think it's just the, the people i've been able to work with and and meet so that's that's been my favorite part you know the kids, I love working with the kids, always have. Sure. You can't be an educator if you don't like kids. If you don't like kids, you shouldn't be an educator. That's, so.
0: <laughs> that is so true. Let's finish up with a couple of questions. The first one being I ask all my guests this. So, if you have two suggestions for a brand new athletic administrator and they needed to follow to your suggestions in order to be successful, what would those two suggestions be?
1: Well, I think the first thing you have to you, you and we've talked a lot about it, you have to have a mentor. You have Mm -hmm. to have someone that you can connect with. Because if you don't have that, it's going to make your job really, really tough. And I've told every one of my new ADs that have come into our region, this and I've told the new AD that's taken my place at Wendover, you need to join the associations. You need need that bit of uh, professionalism in your to, to make your job easier and I says there's plenty of classes out there that will teach you how to be a good athletic director your LTC 501 your 502 your law classes 503 and then any of the, the, the ones that are more specific I says I right, tell them you've got to take take that you've got to educate yourself and become better at the job that you do so those are the two things I think that are very important as a as a new AD coming in
0: great advice Clayton thanks for sharing that what questions should I have asked you that I failed to ask?
1: Uh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> you think about all the things you could ask, but, you know, I th- I just, I'm just happy to be, you know, what I've been doing for the last 30 years, you know, education had treated me really, really well, you know, being a teacher, being a coach, being an administrator. You know, I've enjoyed it immensely and I'm just you know, I'm, I'm proud of the accomplishments that I've done as an athletic administrator and as an educator. And, you know, I think, you know, those are those are the things that you look at. I don't know right. if there's any specific questions. So
0: I thank you. And the UI AAA thanks you. And there will be a little bit of a void with you gone since you're such a, a longtime member. But that wraps it up for this edition of the UI AAA Connection. Again, our guest today has been Clayton Carter certified master athletic administrator and well still ad at wendover but well, probably I retired a- <laughs> by the time this this airs so thanks Clay, <laughs> for being on the broadcast
1: yeah hey thanks for having me mark and i'm i'm really happy that you've put on something like this i think this is great for our
0: association okay thank you for our listeners we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the ui AAA connection